as expected, I'm back, tongue in cheek. And, you know, um, the other day I, I went out, um, uh, you know, doing a filming with, with my, my YouTuber buddy. And I'll tell you what, um, we are just happier than, than, than two carrots in a pod. I, I mean, it, it's, or pe- however carrots and peas work out, but, it, um, like we're like, you know, we went out for his, um, he, he was doing like a, like a model profile. Like, like he was doing his, 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 his monthly, weekly, whatever modeling pictures to, to prove how good of a model he was. And I was being the, the, the filmer, the, 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 the photographer that's supposed to provoke him to smile and look up and, 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 uh, and he's hyper opinionated, probably honestly, because he's like me, he's been dealing with a whole bunch of photographers that he doesn't pay. So he's, he's dealing with all these, these volunteers who only work with him because he's semi-famous and it's a chance to work with the local celebrity. And I, I think that that's kind of what's going on. And, and, he, and he doesn't have money for, you know, to, to pay these guys with, cause you don't make money doing this. That's the thing. So YouTubers don't make money. So it's like, uh, you know, like they love to work with it, but, but he, he's not working with the hyper professionals. Um, cause they're just, they're just not around him. So I show up and I know a thing or two and, and he's hyper opinionated and you got to get it this way and you got to get it that way. And I don't have time to teach other people stuff. The photographers wasn't how to do photography stuff. Why can't I get a photographer to work with? And it's like, <sighs> you know, when you're trying to make stuff work, um, it's, it's very frustrating because the super good talent costs money, which you don't have when you're up and coming. And, you know, what are you going to do? You know, today I started my day and I was really upset with anything and everything. And I'm like, you know, I didn't do my meditation thing where I just go sit and, and just imagine my happy place, um, and, and get myself focused on, on, on just, you know, high vibes. And so I went and did that and came back. Everything's good. And, and my, my, you know, my, my buddy and I are great friends, but th- this is the interesting thing. The pictures are turning out good. Uh, he's like, you know, you're not bad. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I, that's, you know, like, I know, I, I, I know filming is I, look, photographers love working with me and I'm not bad with a camera. Um, now I'm, I'm dealing with my buddy who's rather opinionated, like, it's supposed to be the way that, you know, like, you know, you hire the photographer, he tells you where to stand and he gives you pictures that are good. Like that's how that works. But he's upset about the photographer not having all this professional experience, but at the same time, he's trying to tell the photographer how to do his job. Like professionals don't want to be told how to do their job because they interfere with their work. And that's just, it's just funny. And we get all done. And uh, you know, I, 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 as one supervisor said to me at a job I had in Chicago, he said, Jesse, we're not here to get along the whole time. We come here, we work, we do our jobs, we yell at each other, we get the job done, we all go home and come back tomorrow and do it again. That's how it works. We pay the bills that way. And it's like, you know, we get the job done. But I, I'll tell you, um, first photography uh, set with, with with my buddy. And that, it was it was just delightful and um, like any good work, there's, there's frustration with it because the clouds are changing, the shadows are changing and that affects how, what the camera has to do. And, um, it's it, 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 like, it, it's like we were kind of made to work with each other at some point in our lives. And we're to that point now. And it's just starting. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a delightful, it's a delightful thing. And we'll never be able to go back and do it again. Um, once we gel, then the gelling process will be done 
and it's 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 utterly thrilling. Now, um, y- y- you know, I've I, uh, we see what was it? Um, there was a documentary that I haven't seen, The Boy Who Lived Before, and apparently there are people studying this. And the the sad the thing that makes me sad about it. The Bible is relatively silent, but it says things that could easily be taken. And too much church teaching is overly simplified on this. And if we're going to argue that all of these good people who were raised Christian, who have good, obedient, healthy children, who have perfect, exact memories of the island, the aircraft carrier, the, the, the other uh, uh, sailors that were on the ship, the year, the age when he died, who his friends were, pointing out every single picture of people that he knew accurately, knowing uh, that, that his father had a green car when his sister didn't know, his younger sister didn't know that his father had owned a green car and they find a picture of a green car. It, just like 50 random facts that can't be made up coming from the mouth of a five-year-old. And the five-year-old is raised by Christian parents, is not in rebellion, but he's born with a burden of such memories. And when we go at it and, and we have this overly simplified thing that w- our favorite verse to go at is that, is that uh, it is given to a man once to die and then face judgment. That is not a Bible verse that's intended to explain the afterlife. Revelation explains much more of the afterlife, and even that wasn't intended to explain the afterlife, just to explain to us what's some of the things, and I think even says that clearly, I can show you what some of the things are that are coming. Revelation never says that it's all of the things that are coming. It's just some of the things which are coming. There's no way you're going to write all the things that are coming. The world couldn't be filled up, would be overflowing with books and it still wouldn't be enough to say just simply what Jesus taught, let alone what's coming that he didn't teach. And and it's given to a man once to die and then face judgment. Well, I guess that Lazarus was demon-possessed because he died twice. And you've got you've got talk in the Bible of you know Elijah. Of all the prophets, he keeps mentioning Elijah, Elijah. Gabriel says he'll have the spirit of Elijah. Jesus says, if you can accept it, he is Elijah. He who has an ear, let him hear, which means there's more meaning to this. And you've got, it's it's like our names were written in the book of life before earth was made. And so there is an us that existed before earth. And guess what? You and I don't remember it. And we're born not remembering what we actually did in fact do. What's to say that I am sending Elijah and he is Elijah? What's to say uh, that that's not Elijah? Who doesn't remember any more than Jesus remembered when he was born? Once and only once. So there's, we have to have a way of treating this that doesn't label 
good, happy, loving people as crazy and turns them into monsters that have to be locked away and attacked and tortured and psychologically damaged. You're demon possessed. Drive the demons out. And that nonsense that messes up so many people. We have to have an answer that doesn't marginalize good people. And for some reason, there's something about this. When it's your own kids, when it's your own kids, we look at it differently. And I think that that is a critique on our capacity to love because I don't have kids and I'm listening and I'm a Bible student and I am staunch, strong on Bible and its inerrancy and its authority. And I don't think it's appropriate to say that Jesus didn't exist before the earth and that we didn't either when our names were written before earth. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate to act like we know what was and certainly was not going on. To know what is not requires that you know everything. And there's only one being who's ever existed and ever will exist that can do that. Who knows all. We don't know all. So we cannot know what is certainly not. There, there, there are some things that we're told is certainly not, but no. It is given to man once to die and then face judgment is, is the verse that so many of us will turn back to. And that is not, the purpose of that is we, we have to take Bible and use it for what it was intended to be used for. You can't take a spatula and use it to paint a wall. It's not going to turn out well. And that verse was not intended to marginalize good people. And we need to make sure that our Bible reflects love. Our Bible teaching reflects love. That's where the focus is. That's 1 Corinthians 13. Love you. See you next week.